<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Ooh. Well, here where I am, I think that because I'm a woman, I ain't gonna say all the time, most of the time, people won't open doors for me. If they see me carrying something heavy, most of the time they won't try to carry it for me. You know, um, I will say, oh, white privilege is a thing. It never, it has never one time occurred to, I'm bad. I go somewhere, I buy something, and I, unless it's got like something that I might have to return, I'll tell them to th- throw the receipt away. Just throw it away. I don't need it. Throw it away. It never occurred to me to start keeping my receipts when I walk out of places until I married a black man. Mm. <laughs> never. It never it never crossed my mind to start holding on to receipts until I was in and out of businesses and things with my husband and it's different for him. Mm. Yeah, I, I had to mute myself a little bit for my my onomatopoeia because once again, this is the making the pal, y'all. It is about that. Probably gonna be the clip. I'm leaving this in here. That probably gonna be the clip right there. The intro. <laughs> What's happening, good people? It is your host, Mr. D. Oh, 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 let me bring that back. It is your host, Drake, a B Drake with everything <laughs> culture. You know, we live in that Mr. D713 in the past. It's going to take me some time to get used to it. But all in all, being said, thank y'all for joining us this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening to us. And we're back with another Makings of You. And we are here with Pal, and we're going to be over the Makings of Pal. So <laughs> I've met Pal maybe a week ago that I mean, this is really our first time meeting over right <laughs> you know tiktok and social media is just an amazing thing how it brings people together but you know how things you say things and you say what your feelings and how you know it just runs with it and how quickly it blows up but i really did admire her response and way things go by you know how she felt but either way, before we get into it, we want to get to know a little bit more about Pal before she joins us in a future episode. So, Pal, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? 
I am superb. You know, y'all see me a little sweating a little bit. I just got finished washing the car, working out. So um, y'all bear with me. You know, my you know my body runs a little different. It's still going, but other than that, I am great. Good, it's good. Okay. How how was your how's your day been? It was fairly chill. Uh, my ball games got rained out, so that bought me about four hours of free time. We like free time. We love free time. Yeah. Trust me, more time is so important. Older we become, I've learned. You know, that, hey, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. You know, we'll talk about <laughs> that. But, pal, once again, this is the makings of you. So we're going to go through a line of questions. Okay. You know, these are your responses. There's no wrong answer could be because it's your episode, you know. So okay. nobody can tell the world about pal more better than pal. Okay. Got it. So pal. How would you define yourself? Uh, <laughs> you know, I always joke and I tell people that I'm not from this planet because mm. sometimes I feel like my thought process is so different from everybody else's. That might sound cliche or generic, but not at I, all. I find myself feeling on the outside of things a lot. Mm. So definitely one of a kind. Okay, okay. What cultures do you represent? Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media, like TikTok, Facebook, stuff like that, where they say that white people don't have any culture because they say white people just pull things from other cultures. And I think that probably maybe was the first time I ever really even thought about what my culture is. I never mm-hmm. even really thought about it. I even ordered one of those, um, the DNA test, the genealogy test. I haven't sent it off yet, you know, cause I'm like, I'm nervous about it, but <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what culture I would, would represent. I don't know what classification I would fall under. I got a very diverse family, like, we have Hispanic people in our family. My mother's mother is Native American. Um, my stepfather, since I was a small child, is African American. Like we got all type of people in my family. So I don't. I think I'm just kind of like a mix of things. Just have picked up a little bit from all the people that was around me. Maybe I don't know. And, and I love it because that's your culture. So we're gonna <laughs> go in depth. You got to listen to the show. Okay. And, we, and once again, this is everything culture. So you know we got to ask that question. So gotcha. where are you from? I am from this big old town called Somerville, Alabama. Somerville. I'm kidding. Alabama. It's small. It's so small. There's nothing there. <laughs> we have a caution light and a four-way stop. That's it. <laughs> Okay, okay. So I'm from a small town myself, a small city, we can say now. You know, we got yeah. two malls. We didn't stepped it up. So oh, I'm like, I don't oh, know. Okay. Little old Tyler, East Texas, you know, how did that so, <laughs> so, you know, from, okay, you're from the South, all right? Very much. And, you know, this mm-hmm. question always disturbs me because that's my culture as well. Um, but I ask it for the show. Do you I'm mind sure. sharing your age with us? <laughs> I am 37. I'll be 38 in February. All right, all right, all right. You know, there's a no-no where we from. So, I got, yeah, I got, yeah. That's yeah. our morals. I try to break that. But gotcha. So, what is your sign? Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay. January. Yeah. February. February. Okay. Yeah. February. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. How would you define your childhood and upbringing? 
Um, I'm the oldest of all my siblings and I grew up primarily in my dad's parents' house and they are very conservative Christian people. My grandpa was not only a deacon, but he was like the music minister at the church. My grandmother did all the little Sunday school stuff and very like traditional Christian household. They were pretty strict as far as um, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I had chores to do. We had farm animals like they had horses they had pigs at one time had big farm my granddaddy grew everything you could think he grew his own peanuts like everything I had chores I had stuff that I had to do and if I didn't do it I was punished like they phone calls limited I was not even allowed to talk to boys on the phone until I was 16 16 years old like no makeup bedtime curfew like all of that so when I got in high school, I think I started to kind of like be exposed to different kind of people because we had I don't I don't know how it is anywhere else. I know I didn't know K through 12 schools were a thing until I moved out of my hometown because we had what you call feeder schools. So we mm-hmm. had kids from all over the county that fed into the high school. We didn't have a K through 12 school. Mm-hmm. So when I moved away from my hometown and I was like, wait a minute, y'all got kindergartners going to school in the same building as the high schoolers. What? Yeah. So when I got in high school, I was exposed to more things that I didn't even know anything about. And I think that's when I made my turning point and I started to see how very small, like, the 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 world that I grew up in was very very conservative slow yeah 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 Yeah. like everything you just said is one of the main reasons I started doing this podcast because yeah you don't I still got people I'm friends with back home they don't know what the world looks like outside of our yeah so just having these conversations like these and sharing and just and vice versa People don't know what it's like growing up in a small town. So try to have people actually share their perspectives is absolutely yeah. valuable. So thank you. And you answered quite a few of our questions, too. I usually have to line up. So no, no. That's that's perfect. I love Sorry. it. I love it. That's share you. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Um, how many siblings do you have? I have a sister and a brother with the same parents. I have a half brother on my dad's side a stepsister on my mom's side and I have a stepbrother that went to be with the Lord a couple years ago on my mom's side. He overdosed on heroin and that was something that I had never been exposed to as well until I got out of my hometown. Mm-hmm. Had no idea like the the reach of drugs and addictions of all kinds. Didn't have a clue. Not a clue. Well, you may just line yourself up for another future episode. We will be touching yeah. on the the culture of that as well. Um, yeah. The feeling of that. But thank you. So where do you consider home? Man, I told my youngest son this the other day. I, I don't know. Like, I always feel like home is more of a how you connect to the people around you more so of a place. If that makes sense. Like wherever these kids, my grandbaby, my husband, the people that I care about, wherever they at, that can be home for me, whether it's familiar to me or not. As long as I got the people, my people with me, I'm okay with that. But I don't really, 
consider a place to be home unless it's maybe my grandparents' house. But I mean, even eventually, I know that ain't going to be their house anymore. They'll go on and, you know, the family might sell it off or whatever. It might be some whole other folks living in that house. So mm-hmm. I can't say that that's home. It's just a, it's a house. Home mm-hmm. is, it's in here. Speak on it. Love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. For the people who are tuning in, you are listening to the Makings of Pal with Everything Culture. Thank y'all for <laughs> checking in with us. So, Pal. You mentioned you got some kiddos. I know one of them, but how many other kids? How many children? Children do you have? How many? I have you? three. 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 Okay. three. Beautiful. 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 Yeah. And you want to share? Teenagers, young adults. Kid. The the one that that you have seen, she will be twenty in January. My oldest son will be eighteen in January, and my youngest son will be sixteen in January. Oh, you about to be an empty nester before you know it. Well, <laughs> no. Well, hey, you may be <laughs> you may be lining yourself up for another episode, but we'll, we we yeah. won't have to touch on that right now. Trust me. And the work that I've done, and I already know I already know that look and enough, enough backstory. <laughs> but we go continue. We're gonna continue. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, pal, when did you have your first sense of responsibility? I know you mentioned that you had chores coming up, you know, working with those chickens. Oh, man. Um, Again, sorry. I I don't think my mom will be mad because she always says she's proud of me for it. So my parents, they started their divorce when I was probably like about seven years old. Mm. And my sister is three years younger than me. My brother is five years younger than me. So he was two when all that started going on. That... Those were my first responsibilities. Tip, typical oldest daughter stuff. Like I was changing diapers, making bottles. Like I, I knew how to do all that before I started school. I knew how to read before I started school because I was reading instructions on things wow. pertaining to my younger siblings. Wow, 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 yeah. wow. Well, thank you. What was your first job? Like, what was the first job you had to pay taxes? Oh, a tax-paying job. I started working at a Hardee's when I was, like, 16. But my grandfather's sister had a restaurant my whole life. And my mom had one, too, for a few years there when I was probably, like, from 12 to 14, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I always could go and, like, bus tables, things of that nature. But my first actual on-paper job was a Hardee's. Okay. That was, oh, let me not get ahead of you. You go ahead. No, I no, please. This is your episode. Talk. That was the first time that I was ever, ex- like, not exposed to racism because I, I know, like, the town I grew up in, whole lot of racism. But I don't think that I, like, recognized what it was until I got my first job. The Hardee's mm-hmm. was right on the side of a, of a main interstate down here. And I worked with a couple of the African-American kids that I went to school with. And we had this group of like, I like biker guys. I don't know if they were like affiliated any type of way or whatever, but they came in there one day. It was me and my, my friend that I went to school with. We were working the front counter and they refused to let her wait on them. And that was the first time I had ever like heard anybody call anybody else the N-word. And I didn't know what it was. It wasn't something that was said in my household that I grew up in. 
but I knew that they, you know, I was not supposed to be chasing after little black boys. You know, I knew that, but I didn't, I had never heard that word said before. And my manager had to sit me down and tell me like, Crystal, that means this. And I remember being so like hurt for her and thinking, how am I 16 years old and did not know that there was a whole word that people said just to make people of color feel that way. Like, how did I not know this? And I remember thinking, man, if I don't get out of that town and learn, educate myself, I'm going to be lost out here. Like, just lost. Ooh, you said a mouthful yeah. right there. Let me, let me yeah. tell you, there's some folks that still say say they're learning. I know I was in Ooh, we can talk about that for a long time, and that's what we do here on this podcast as well. Um, but this is the makings of Pal, so we'll get back right. to you. So, <laughs> but thank you, thank I, you so yeah. much for sharing because uh, people need to hear this. People need to hear. We're gonna say I was real naive until I hit that point, and then I started coming out of the naive a little bit. That, 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 it's, <laughs> it's all about growth. All about growth. All about growth. So, what were and what are your beliefs? As far as it relates to opening the question, whatever you, whatever it is. Oh, wow. Um, uh, First, I fully believe that you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to love yourself, respect yourself, believe and invest, pour into yourself before you can give any of those things to anybody else. Um, I was really like, you know, come up in a religious household, but I, you know, as I'm older and I'm learning about who controlled printing presses, you know, you you feel me? I don't want to get out on a limb there, but I, I have some questions about that stuff. I do believe there's a higher power because obviously I'm still here. And <laughs> I haven't always made the best decisions and, you know, like prob- probably should have been went to the upper room a few times, but, you know, <laughs> I'm still here. So I know it's somebody looking out for me, but as far as believing every single word that's in that book or be it like my grandparents, they look, if it's not King James version, it's mm. it incredible. And, and I just, I'm having at this point in my life, I'm having trouble buying into that, if that mm. makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I understand. And thank you so much for sharing. You know, once again, nobody else can (laughs) share power like power can share power. So if they come and ask you questions like, hey, this is me. This is and I appreciate your transparency here. Yeah. I ain't questions we ask every single person come on the show. So once again, thank you. Yeah. Who has been the biggest influence in your life? Oh, man. Uh. I, you know, I don't think that I could name just one. I have some very, like, core values. The grandparents, you know, uh, I, I TikTok, TikTok loves things that my grandpa says. Like, it's the, to me, it's the simplest stuff that I say. And they're like, I like, let's put it on a T-shirt. My mom, my mom is, uh, she's probably one of the strongest people I know my grandmother, if been through it was a person, it is my grandmother, man. Like Mm -hmm. everything you can think of, she's, she's had to go through this stuff. Just, I try 
I try to learn something from everybody I come in contact with, whether it's like a little something or something that stays with me forever. I feel like that that's one of the reasons that we're on this planet and there are so many of us is so that we can all exchange information with each other. So I don't know if I could narrow it down to one. I've had a lot of good, solid people make good, long lasting impressions on me. And on the other side of that, I've come in contact with some real trash ass people that, you know, have, have burned me pretty good. So always the learning process. And we absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Am I Ms. failing? I don't know. I feel like I'm failing. What do you mean you're failing? How are you failing? I feel How like you're you? asking me like simple questions and I'm having trouble giving you like a simple answer. No, these are these are not simple questions. These are okay. deep diving. Like I love it when our because once again, this is you. Okay. Gotcha. If you was a simple person, you'll give me a simple response, huh. right? Right. <laughs> okay. All right then. <laughs> all right. So we here. This is your thing. All right. Gotcha. So, if you could recommend a book, a movie, and a television series, what would you recommend? Oh, a book. I think that anybody, any woman that has ever had children should read the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood because it is so strength. Like I seen a, uh, I don't know if it would be a meme. I seen a meme the other day that said as a daughter, I forgave you, but as a parent, I could never. And I think the dynamic child to parent. And then when the child becomes a parent, when you're seeing it from the other side, I read the book and then I watched the movie, cried like a baby both times, called my mom. And I was like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for every time that I was like <laughs> acting like a brat because I had no idea. So that would be the book. A movie, a movie. Uh, probably The Help. That's one of my favorite movies ever. We'll leave it there. We'll, we'll just set that down there because I feel like I'm going to get out there again. And then a TV series. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so bad. What are you miss? <laughs> I've been watching Pea Valley lately. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to say. I haven't watched one episode. Or, of, um, I know much about Uncle Clifford. Ooh, or... Uh, shameless that's a good tv series that'll keep you like watching it and laughing and and i love shameless <laughs> I, oh i tried working on uh, watching shameless but the work i was doing at the time when shameless came out couldn't do it couldn't do it <laughs> i do it but i hear it's good i hear it's good but thank you okay we got um the divine secrets of the what, yaya sisterhood the yaya sisterhood I think the movie's got Ashley Judd in it. I, I've good. seen the movie. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I've heard of the movie. But so yeah. we got that is a book. Yes. Um, Help is a movie. Mm -hmm. And either The Pink or P Valley or um what's or Shameless. <laughs> or Shameless. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. If you could call three people and just have a conversation with them, who would those three people be? It could be someone you know personally, some people you never met before. It could be a uh, fictional, non-fictional person. What three people would you want to call? 
call it Jesus first mm. because I I just know in my mind that Jesus is not with some of the things that people are saying that he's with. I just know that. Mm. I just feel like Jesus was a real chill dude and 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 he he was about love and and not hate and think you know I I feel like Jesus would have had his whole shoes off walking around out here with with all you know us lowly sinners and stuff and he would have just been kicking it with us I would call him first and I'd be like do you know what they're saying about you and I need you to come and correct this because this is not what you told us to do that would be my first call I, I usually I never interrupt, but I'm like, are you ready for him to come? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, come on, come on, come on. If that's what it takes, come on, because these people is really wilding out out here in your name, and and I just know you ain't about that. Endurance. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's yeah. one. Uh, what is it? I got three. Um, I think I would call Dr. King, and I would ask him would you have done like if if you could have been saved if if somebody could have stepped in and saved your life would you have wanted that to happen or would you have wanted this to still go the way that it went because your passing had such a monumental effect on history and the way things went i would ask him that mm. yeah okay okay yeah yeah and then my third call Okay, so my dad's my dad's oldest sister, she she was like the cool aunt that never got married and never had any kids of her own. But baby, she was at every ball game, every awards day, every everything, like where my parents or grandparents, they all worked and they couldn't be present for those things. My aunt was there every single time i went through my divorce she was right beside me like and then when my kids started doing those things every single thing my kids ever have going on she was there and she passed away in 2019 very suddenly and i think i've had some things like come to a close that had been ongoing for a long time and i would just want to ask her like did i do it right because I, I kept trying to think about what you said to me. Did I do it the way you told me I should do it? Because it's done now, and it went the way that I wanted it to, but I would want her approval because she was always the one that was like, no, we're not quitting. You got to get up. Try it again. If it don't work that time, you got to try it again. If it don't work that time, keep doing it until you get it done. So I want to just chop it up with her a little bit and be like, hey, I did what you told me to. Are you proud? <laughs> you know. You, you know you got to give us a name. We we say, we say names over here. Yeah, it's my aunt Melinda Gay. My granddaughter is actually named after her. My daughter. She was so influential and so such a presence in all of our lives. My daughter named her daughter. Wow. Lillian Gay after my aunt. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. You know those those people who are in our lives make such a difference and you know once again I, I can go all down the rabbit not even the rabbit hole the reason why I asked that question 
But we will go to the next one. Go to the next. You one. almost got me in my feelings. I felt the lump in my throat. I was fixing. Okay. I was gonna do it. Yeah, hey, I felt one too. You know, I feel my people. <laughs> so, um, the next question is, mm-hmm. what has been the most impactful moment in your life? Up until a few weeks ago, it was probably my children being born. Um, my kid's dad and I had been fighting for custody of these kids for almost a decade, dude. Like, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, they're almost like, I only got two minor kids left, so they're almost grown. And when our granddaughter came and my daughter started having the issues that she's having, you know, I sat down with him and I was like, look, dude. Is it important to you to continue to go back and forth with me over these kids that's nearly grown? Or do you not think maybe it's more important for us to be a united front in case we have to step in for our granddaughter? Because if we have to step in for our granddaughter, the same judge that we up here wearing the hell out of is fixing to be like, "Mm, I know y'all and no. You know, like y'all can't get along over the kids you got. I'm not fixing to give y'all another baby to be arguing over, you know. So I had that, I was able to like, like calm myself down. That's one of the things my aunt was always telling, look, you got a grandbaby. Eventually y'all gonna have to, you know, you gonna have to start getting along because you you working on another generation. It's gonna be birthday parties, ball games, this, you know, y'all gonna have to learn to get together. Mm. So... We went to court a couple weeks back. We were able to go to court together and go stand in front of a judge together and be like, look, we done what I was arguing. This is what we come up with. It works for both of us. And it was it was like I walked out of that courtroom after like straight up more than 10 years of arguing with this man. Like, feeling like I had to defend myself every day of my life. Because I don't know if you got kids, but custody stuff, that gets nasty. Nasty. You don't know what I do, do you? No. <laughs> I used to work with CPS. And, so you know. And I'm a family and civil mediator. Yeah, and so you know. Everything you said, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I applaud because of the maturity. I'm getting yeah. goosebumps hearing someone that actually <laughs> you get it. Yeah. You get it. And it like took we- that grandbaby getting here and me having to break it down like that and be like, this is a whole other life and she's defenseless. She is innocent. Oh, you about to make me pause the video because I'm like, kid, because I be trying to tell folks, like, even though I work with kids and my career and things, but I be I care about the parents too, the caregivers, right. the grand. And this is like everything you said is exactly what I be trying to get them to understand. Yeah. Like, hey, you making it harder on yourself. You know, right. you're not even making it harder on yourself. You make it harder on this baby. Okay? Right. Because that, when you in that system, a system, right. okay, you can't act right. We'll take care of it then. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's hard. why I do my whole CPS series on TikTok. Like, Ooh, yeah, we you we got. I see. I we had no idea. You know what? This might be a. Now, that, I know. That's why I be trying. To say. I already know. That's why I was like, I need to talk to her. I need. To, I need to yeah. have her on the show. Like, because once again, I've had videos fly off and go off. You know, but just I felt what she was coming. Like, ooh. yeah. 
but it, wisdom. And that's when you were talking about your grandfather and why people admire the things he you're, you're sharing what things he shared with you because it's wisdom. Yeah. Everybody didn't have a grandfather, someone with wisdom in that life to share that with them. So when people yep. cap, when they get it, they like they it's like once again one of them, you know what we ain't talking about me, we talking about power. It's Thank okay. <laughs> it's okay. Thank y'all for joining us. Once again, this is the makings of power with everything culture. Y'all make sure to tune in, check us out. Y'all much love, enjoy the ride, share it, share it, share it, share it. As we continue to our next question. Pow, what is your theme song? When you step out for the day, what song represents you? Oh, God. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Because sometimes I get in that little Cadillac and I don't listen to nothing all the way to work. Because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I got to go back to this place. And then sometimes I'm in there, I'm like, I feel good today. Like, you know. So, listen, it just is different every day. Every day is different. If you had a sitcom, so you it'd be a customized song every time. If you had a sitcom on your life, <laughs> I think it would probably have to be like. Well, you said you didn't get to watch Shameless, but you know it was different every time. They have a different person being like last week on Shameless. You know, basically, yeah, it would be different. It would, it would have to be different. Um, let me see. What if I've been on like I got about a million and two playlists in this phone? Uh don't make fun of me. I love Rod Wave. I could listen to Rod Wave all the time. And my husband gets mad at me. He's like, Why you won't listen to that man crying over the same girl? I said, He's been crying over that same girl for two years. I don't care. I'm still listening to Hey, whatever floats your boat, what, whatever you know, what wave you riding, you riding because it's the makers of power, you know. Right. Hey, nobody, what, I, ain't, I ain't here to judge you. I'm here to support you. You know, be. But you, you know, I also listen. He calls it my elevator music. I listen to a lot of classical music. Like I love Vivaldi. I love Bach. Like it, it's it's a little of everything in this little it's in this little telephone right here. Right. Hey. <laughs> You know, be, be diverse, be inclusive. We love it. We love it. So, Our neighbors on this side are Hispanic, and I mm -hmm. don't even know what that is that they're listening to, but I'll do the little Google, the little where you can push the microphone. Try to catch to it. Pull it up so I can listen to it, too. I don't know what they're talking about, but I'll be in here. Hey, <laughs> it's, all, you, it's all right in here. It's the feeling of it. Absolutely right. understand. Absolutely understand. So how do you define joy? How do you define joy? I feel like I didn't study for this. Joy. Joy is a state of, I don't even think it's a state of mind. I think it's a state of being where you're so overcome with with the feeling of being happy that you can't even tune in to the negative things around you. It's not just here. It's here. It's here. It's like a physical, you know, you know, you feel happy. You have physical responses to that. So mm. I think joy is bigger than just a feeling. It's like a state of being. Love it. Love it. Love it. 
I'm not, you know, I'm already saying I'm gonna have to share her at my makings you because I love like when people have never listened to the show before and when I ask these questions and they're like, oh my, trust me, this is what it is. This is needed. That's what I would say. So, what privileges do you benefit from? Ooh. Well, he, here where I am, I think that because I'm a woman, I ain't going to say all the time, most of the time, people won't open doors for me. If they see me carrying something heavy, most of the time they won't try to carry it for me. You know, um, I will say, oh, I... White privilege is a thing. It never, it has never one time occurred to, I'm bad. I go somewhere, I buy something, I, unless it's got like something that I might have to return, I'll tell them to throw the receipt away. Just throw it away. I don't need it, throw it away. It never occurred to me to start keeping my receipts when I walk out of places until I married a black man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never. It never it never crossed my mind to start holding on to receipts until I was in and out of businesses and things with my husband and it's different for him. Mm. Yeah, I had to mute myself a little bit for my, my onomatopoeia because once again, this is the making the pal, y'all. It is about that. Probably gonna be the clip. I'm leaving this in here. That probably gonna be the clip right there, the intro. Because when I tell you that was one example I use for people when I because I'm this is DEI work right here that I'm doing diversity, equity, inclusion, cultural diversity training. Because I do that like even today, like I was at once again. This is just a quick story. Just I, I try to stay on it, but man, I have to keep that receipt on me. It's it's yeah. it's. it's I know I'm trying to stop cursing, and I'm not gonna curse, but this is really freaked up. You can curse, yes. I don't mind. Yes, but man, I I've been through it too many times. I don't care how much money I make, how I dress, you know, it's it's like that. It never occurred to me that I needed to not only like be aware of, but know the wording in like traffic laws until I was riding around with a black man yeah you know a little joke on Dave Chappelle say all the time that I agree with you know being black you kind of be like got to be a part-time paralegal you got to know the law <laughs> it's like yeah and still they may not benefit you to the best um ability but yeah whew, but thank you once again thank you thank you thank you hmm. um you know everyone they get that question but I really appreciate your response and your transparency and understanding as well um, so in your life, what areas did you need to, do you need to heal? Oh gosh. Okay. So are you sure you want to hear this? <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm laughing cause I, I do awkward laughter. I mentioned my children's father. So my second husband, I can't believe I'm fixing to tell you this. My second husband, he, um, we're going to say that he was a pedophile and there, he victimized my children. 
unbeknownst to me. Mm. So that's how they went to live with their dad. There was a safety plan put into effect. I'm sure you're familiar with those. Me thinking that I'm doing the right thing. Of course, I signed it because I'm in shock from like, this is ha- this this happened in my house on my watch. I am one of the most observant people I know. Like I literally notice everything. So when when that came out, and I was like, "What?" And so immediately, yes. What do I got to sign? They go. I had full custody of my kids, sole legal and physical custody. I signed the safety plan so they could go with their dad. Water under the bridge. I ain't mad about it no more. But he took advantage of that situation, you know, and he played it to his advantage. And then it was a 10 year long thing back and forth. But when I see, I can still look at my kids and I can still see the effects, the things that they still are dealing with. The, I like that trauma still. It's still on them. I don't, I, you know, maybe I could be wrong, but I would like to think that my daughter would have never made that severe turn and gotten into some of the things that she's gotten into if that hadn't happened to her. Sometimes she says she blames me for that. Sometimes she says she doesn't. So one of the things that I'm trying to work on healing is not blaming me for what somebody else did, not holding myself responsible for not knowing what I didn't know, because that shit has been really, really heavy over the years. And I think sometimes when I try to address her now, she, you know what I'm saying? Like she, she can't take me seriously because she sees me as a failure as a parent, even though I'm just trying to help her. So that's what I got to heal. And I'm a lot like better about it now. But for the better part of 10 years, like I wouldn't even. If I went to the store and bought a pair of jeans, I felt like I had to justify it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm spending this money on it because like literally everything I did was scrutinized and under the magnifying glass and. I had to answer not only to the dad, but his attorneys, DHR, you know, the community that I live in. And because the person that did this was like from a very prominent family, church raised, college educated, like not the type of person that you would ever think would do anything like that. There are still people that are like pointing the finger. Oh, she made it up. So there's a lot of stuff that I get up with and go to bed with every day that I'm trying to work on healing. But the thing that I that I that I do try to focus on the most to to do my healing is to be straight up as a parent and and be honest with with my daughter. You know, you can't use your trauma because the same thing happened to me when I was a child. But that at some point you got to make a decision. Do you use this as a crutch, as a as an excuse for shitty behavior forever, or do you take your power back and say, you know what, I'm gonna do what I got to do, and you don't have that hold on me anymore. 
Mm. So that's that's the part to me that I gotta heal. That's a lot. <laughs> and when I tell you, thank you. I I sincerely mean I I I wow. And and usually I'm never a loss for words, but thing is, like you said earlier, like how people connect. Like I'm doing a whole series about child welfare in the system yeah. and things look coming up like as we're yeah. I'm looking for people like you <laughs> yeah. to talk about that cycle and that, that feeling yeah. that experience and just coincidentally everything aligns together. That, that's why I'm kinda like, thank you. Well, that's why I say thank you for sharing this because people need to hear this. Yo, yo, your experience, your story, your um your life, what you're going through is you you it's not it's nobody can be another pal, okay? You it's only <laughs> one pal. Let's get that out of the way. But a lot of people experience the same thing, experience almost in that yeah. same way. And, and I'm big on we gotta have these conversations so we can have growth growth. See what we can do. Yeah. Um, well, like you know, I said I wanted to call my aunt when we left court the other day. I felt like I had finally gotten out from under what that person did to my children, to my family, to my mental health, to my spiritual health, to my physical health. Like that was a 10 year long battle, not just with the father of my children, but with trying to get out from under what he did, get away from that stigma. And like, you know what I'm saying? So that was such a huge thing for me like this is so stupid it's not stupid well it is it probably will be to people that do normal stuff like that every day but like that afternoon i got to pick up my youngest son from school for the first time ever ever like ever because he went to live with his dad when he was four years old so he started school over there with them and the dad we're just gonna say he's not as mature as he is now I'm so grateful for the turning point that he has made and he's finally starting to get some clarity on things and see that maybe he was wrong and the way that he treated me for something that I didn't do and just to be in control of things. But like I picked him up from school and I passed, I I was telling the stepmother, I said, you know, I've never got to pick him up from school before. Like even something as simple as that, because I dropped him off and I cried all the way home because it was such a big He's fixing to be 16 and I'm going to have to pick him up, you know? So like, that was such a big deal to me. She said, why are you crying? I said, I've never got to pick my baby boy up from school ever. Like, this is a big, like stuff that I just want. I just wanted to be included for a decade. Just wanted to just, just do regular parent stuff and didn't get to do it. Wow. Man, so when that like that stuff happened with my daughter, I was fully prepared because not on that social media outlet, but the one with the blue F. Yeah, she (laughs) has gotten on there. I just got out of the one with the blue F jail today, so (laughs) she's gotten on there before. Like, she'll get mad at her dad or me, and she'll just like go in. Yeah, and and tell things like, well, this happened to me on my mom's watch. And, like, she'll drag me when she's mad at me, but then she'll come and, like, 
I had the baby this weekend. I got to work. Do you want to watch Lily? You know. So I was fully prepared for her to drop that bomb because I saw people dragging me in the comments too, you know, like, oh, it's her fault and whatever. But yeah, so there you go. There's all my <laughs> unpacked stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. Let me grab it and put it here. Let me put it somewhere <laughs> you, safe. It's okay. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate you. Wow. I was, yeah. you know, I... I'm thankful for you opening up and sharing like you shared, you know? Bro, um, suicidal, depression, like, I mean, your parent, your kids ain't with you every day. Like, I think you feel like you lose your purpose. And I needed this. I'm going to tell you this now, you know, before you I even, because once again, me being a caseworker, and I'm going to share this later on in the future. And because just right here, I'm an empathetic person, you know? I'm an empath, you know, as you can see, I'm, I feel, even if I could be mad at you, you know, I still can feel, you know, where you're coming from and I have to make a certain decision, but I've terminated parental rights. I've terminated a lot of parents' rights. I'm yeah. talking about severed that connection, like that. You ain't yeah. ever see your kids again in your day of life, like, with yeah. loans their children. And I've seen parents that have tried and I'm like, hey, you got to do this, 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 and that. And I tell these stories that some parents that I'm like, I see them trying and I'm trying to get to them. And it's hard where you have a, an attorney or a judge. They just don't want to hear him. I'm like, Hey, this kid needs yeah. her mother, you know, still that. Attention. Yeah. And then when you're talking about which, even what your daughter was saying, I have you, you I'm telling you the stuff that was posted that I was like, so just, I, I literally, I was folding clothes when I was looking at TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds like my family right here. You know, I got people, my, you know, I got people, my family be doing the same thing. Like, so yeah. we had, and it's good. Where, I'm going to say it's good because, I say it's good because they, what you say is they need, they need to hear that. Yes. But in the way it yes. was, it, it's harsh. But the yes. way people communicate, just like with culture, Everybody don't speak the same way to everyone else, you know, right. upbringing. And is it the best way? Perhaps not, but you can try a much softer way and it go one ear and out the other. Exactly. But, and unfortunately, <laughs> it's to that point where hopefully, like, if she's ever interested to sit down with me and have a conversation like we're having, I'd love to have it. Because hopefully she can hear this conversation that you're opening up and sharing as well. Because wow, she's she's hurt. She's so it, mad it, right it, now. It, it's going to take time. But once again, yeah. I've seen these. I've seen I'm 36, you know, and I'm like, I've seen that cycle. I've seen the kid that were in CPS custody become the parent. And now they're the 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 the, the tables yeah. have turned. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have paid that's, attention a little bit. More like now. that's literally all I want for her is to be more aware of her behavior and the consequences potential consequences of her actions yes yes holy Ugh. emotional okay <laughs> so I'm, we got to go to the next question because we got a okay. few more to go on but thank okay. you thank you so what makes you feel safe or secure consistency mm, that's one of the pillars uh, we have here consistency uh i don't care what you are but just be that all the time because if i know what you are all the time i know how to maneuver around it mm, love it love it love it okay once again our pillars of the podcast respect communication and consistency 
Because even if I do need a change, I need to communicate to you about that change. Okay. 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 So when did you realize you were different? Like what moment in life did you like, okay, I'm different? Uh, I, I was kid, like a small kid. Um, again, my parents divorced when I was very young and, oh, geez. So there was domestic violence stuff that went on and like my little brother, he used to get under the bunk beds and he wouldn't come out. He would not come out to eat. He would not come out to like he was scared. So they get mm. to fussing in there. He'd get under the bed. Him and my sister both. And I would have to get under the bed and like <laughs> tell them stories, make up stories. Like we do shadow puppets, like, you know, anything to get them to calm down. And then when I would go to school and none of the other kids around me ever even talked about stuff like that. I remember the first time I went and spent the night with somebody, the dad was already seated at the dinner table and I think the mom was on her way there. And the dad was like, you forgot to put the barbecue sauce on or something, some little small menial thing. And the mom was like, well, get up and do it yourself. And I'm sitting there fully prepared for like a fist fight to break out and nothing happened. And I asked the girl when we went to her room to go to bed that night I was like your parents don't don't fight she's like what are you talking about I said oh my god like (laughs) yeah yeah and I I just knew that there was a lot of things that went on in my life and the way that I like you mentioned being an empath is like I can literally feel the emotions of the people around me and it keeps me up at night like my brain is constantly moving and and trying to make sure that everybody's okay and i don't think that's that's not normal for little kids you know little kids supposed to be worried about stuff like cartoons on saturday morning and and what they want for christmas not how am i going to get my brother to go to sleep tonight Mm. you know no thank you i'm just gonna say thank you for right now (laughs) so once again, if you're just now tuning in, this is the makings of POW with Everything Culture. Um, once again, make sure to check us out. If you can hear our voices, if you want to see us, go to YouTube with Everything Culture. And, you know, we can share some snippets here and there on the socials. But once again, thank you, POW, for being with us. So what traditions do your culture hold when it comes to someone passing? Like, what's the what's the process? Uh, shoot, they do the, um, well, everybody bring food to the house and then, you know, they have a, I guess what they, I think some people call it a visitation where you go to the funeral home and you view the body the night before or whatever. And then the funeral is the following day. Sometimes it's on the same day, but like, I think the visitation is more for like, everybody and then the funeral is kind of like just the close folks or whatever and somebody say some words and then the pastor do their thing and sing some songs listen to some music and then you go to the cemetery and put them in the ground i don't particularly care for the process myself i don't like it like i i had thyroid cancer in 2015 and it was pretty bad like i had three surgeries and 
I don't I don't think the dude was telling me like, hey girl, you about to kick the bucket. I think he was telling me, you know, we on surgery number three, ma'am, and you need to make sure your affairs are in order just in case. Mm -hmm. So I had to have these conversations like I had to tell I had to make my brother my executor of my will and be like, okay, so in the event, this and this and this is what we're gonna do. And I had I told him, I said, I want you to put me in a bio urn. He said, What is that? <laughs> Like that's the one you could plant, right? Yes. I, he I heard said, about Why do you want to be a tree? You going in the family plot with the rest of us? I was like, you put me in there. I am not going nowhere. I'm gonna stay right there and torment you. I'm gonna unscrew the light bulbs. I'm gonna like wet down the toilet paper. Like I'm gonna annoy the fuck out of you until you do what I told you to do. But yeah, I don't particularly care for that sad process because the way I see it, I mean, I know some people they do go too soon and it's tragic. But I guess me in particular, I feel like I made it this far. Let's celebrate because I really should have been gone a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Like, I need y'all to act like I want a trophy or something. <laughs> oh, I got to send you some episodes. I'll give it to you. <laughs> My goodness. Um, let's see. Let's see. What are you responsible for? <laughs> mainly myself <laughs> and that's a lot uh i'm responsible for these kids i do have a job where i have a lot of responsibilities i'm gonna say without trying to make him sound bad i am responsible for my husband because we are very <laughs> He, you know, it's the, he works so much. He's just work, 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 work. He don't know how to do the simple stuff like washing machine or, you know. So I, I do have some responsibilities there. Got the little grandbaby. And, you know, I try. My grandmother, she has dementia now. So she is not at peak performance like she have been all these years. So I'm trying to get, prepare myself for my role as matriarch, you know, cause I'm the one that everybody calls. If something goes wrong, they gonna call me and they want me to come and, you know, so I'm trying to get ready to step in them shoes and they just big shoes. So, yeah. Especially at 37, 38, right. 38, 38 in February. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a lot. Matriarch. Yeah. It's nobody else. Okay, let me. This is the makings of pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. other people. I think they just don't want the job. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I absolutely understand. Okay. I might not necessarily want the job either, but it has hey. to be done. But you, hey, but you know, with the ones they do the job, you know what? I, I. Hey. Once again, I was just, I played God of War. It was like, um, when you step into a leadership position, you know, you have to understand leaders are going to make mistakes. Yes. But a good leader are the ones that take responsibility and own up to the mistakes that they make. Period. But okay, okay, okay. So, you have a biopic coming out. Who will play you in your biopic? Who will direct it? And would it be in the theater or what network would it be on? I want Tyler Perry to direct it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. And I can pick anybody to be me? Yes. Oh, my God. You guys want to judge me. I, you're the second person to say Tyler Perry. I'm like, Perry. Okay, but, just, hey, I respect that's it. real life stuff. It's going to be a lot of drama. Okay, that's what you're telling me. I'm, yeah, Listen, I think you 
he 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 bring the real to you know i don't care if it's in the theaters or not a lot of people tell me that i remind them of uh is it cat dennings the girl from two broke girls a lot of people say i'm like like the dry humor that i remind them of her yes okay i know who you're talking yeah. about now yes yes yeah. yes it took me a minute to think like she's I don't pretty know i think she yeah when you said two yeah. broke girls that's when it came to me that's when it came yeah. that's when it came okay yeah. okay what network all of them let's make some money okay oh, I, I feel you i feel you i feel you syndicate this job all right put me out there love it okay um, if you were rich, if you was wealthy, money didn't matter. You know, whatever you could do. But you had to do something. You had to mm -hmm. have a career. What would your career be? Like you but got the money, but you had to have one job. What would be your job you would love to do? I wanna go around with a big fancy camera and take pictures of animals because it makes me happy. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, like be out there on Yellowstone with a lens this long, taking a picture of a where well, it's not a buffalo, they're extinct a bison. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. The photographer. All right. Yeah. My, you know they say that white women is like not afraid of anything and they the dumbest that walks towards the danger instead of away from it. I'd be out there on the Serengeti trying to be like, hey, hey bro. Stand still for a minute, try to talk to a lion or something. Yeah, hey, that is another difference. Like, let me tell you, I'll be right there, way in the back. Just I hope everything goes well. Like, you can narrate it. I would absolutely narrate it. Like it may go. be a very um uh unorthodox narration, but it's gonna be like it's been crazy. <laughs> She walking up to this thing like it ain't gonna do nothing. Let's see if she makes it. But okay, I'm with, I'm absolutely with that. I'm with that. Okay, okay. She lost four toes last week. Let's hey. see if they get the other one. But she back out there with that heart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would love to hear your response to this question here. And this is more of a like, um, would you rather? So would you rather go back in time and talk to your younger self? Or would you rather your future self come and talk to you now? I'd rather go back in time. Mm. I think that I would go back and I would tell little, little tiny me that all of that stuff that she was trying to pick up and carry was not hers to carry. And I feel like if I could have learned that lesson then, future me wouldn't need to come back and talk to me because she would be this me would be straight. Mm, love it. Do you think little you would listen to you? I actually do because I think that was probably one of the things that little me needed was just somebody to tell me what was going on instead of me having to figure it out for myself. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so pal, how do you relax? I just, I just heard my husband's voice in my head. Are you taking another damn bath? Spent <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time in the bathroom because it's the only room in the house that I can be by myself. 
So I just go in there and just be chilling out in the bathtub, reading books and stuff, that, and I play softball. Like, I probably should not still be playing ball, but I do. I play, like, a hell of a lot of softball. And I, I just zone out when I'm doing that. And it's just, that's my one thing I do for me. What's your preferred position? Ooh, I wish I was still fast enough to play second base, but I can't cover the gap. But I'll be over there on first base. I Look, don't tell my coach, Coach Frank, if you're watching, don't listen to this. I actually like to play hind catcher now at my age because I like to sit back there and run my mouth at everybody. You about it, about it. I see. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I was thinking about getting back into another league, but I'm like, I ended up messing up my leg a few weeks ago, and I was like, you know what? I'm getting to this age. I got to stop doing the things I'm doing. I ended up sliding into. And um, my mama fusses at me. It's time for you to sit down. And I'm like, Mama, you, I just broke my ankle on Memorial Day, like, and just got back out there, right? And my doctor told me, he was like, if you ever stop, you're going to be like, you're going to have to sit down because the arthritis and stuff is going to start affecting yeah. you he says so stay active as long as you can so that's what that was my excuse i can't do it mama i gotta get back out there <laughs> that's all right that's all we need to hear that's all we need to hear okay thank you thank you thank you what is a quote that you live by don't say what you ain't gonna do only brown that was my great granddaddy and i like he he passed i was probably like 13 or 14 I remember hearing him say that as young as four and five years old and I never really understood what it meant until I was a smart assy teenager talking about I'm not gonna do this and I'm not gonna do that and sure as shit I was out there doing all of it like (laughs) all of it (laughs) don't ever say what you ain't gonna do because you have no idea where you might find yourself just that fast (laughs) wow love it love it Okay, you you rolling right through. We got a few more questions, then we will be it. Okay. okay, okay. How you feeling? I'm good. Okay, okay. Thank you again, sir. For real. You're welcome. Thank um, you. I feel important. I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> well, welcome to Everything Culture. We appreciate. Hello. It. Yes. Um, this is my favorite question. So, okay. your last meal, what would it be, and who would prepare it for you? Oh man, uh, my grandma gonna have to fix it, and it would be homemade biscuits with red eye gravy, country ham, fried eggs, and a couple slices of tomato. Because nobody makes biscuits like my grandma. She, oh my god, my grandma makes the prettiest cat head biscuits. The Hardys ain't got shit on Linda Ann. Okay, okay, okay. So, one, I never heard of red-eye gravy before. What is red-eye gravy? <laughs> they take the the either the ham or the bacon grease, whichever, it, preferably country ham. If you fry the country ham or whatever, they take the grease from that, and they put some coffee grounds in it and sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Google mm. it and make you some, because... You for egg this... You, Okay, I just, I've learned something the other day. I've been thinking I know everything country, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> red eye gravy. Well, what that's why you... they call it red eye, because it's got the coffee in it. For... Ah. Yeah. Do you know how to make it? 
Yeah, but I can't make it as good as my grandma. Well, maybe it's a mental thing. It might very well be as good as hers, but you know. See, you may need to start. You know, I mean, you know, we, we will talk off air. We ain't gonna let people know your secrets and things. We we gonna let them know about Red Eye Grave, but you got to put some planning together. I I've never heard of that before. And you said, uh, what was it? Um, cat biscuits, what it's called. Well, they call them cat head biscuits because they big ground biscuits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, see, I'm like I'm the same way. My wife learned how to make my grandmother's biscuit her recipe. It's only like three people in my family know how to make my grandmother's biscuits, and I'm so grateful my wife know how to make them because they like. And the thing is, she be spreading them around in the family, like putting other people on. I'm like, hey, you know where you get that from? We yeah, got you know? it. Yeah. You don't be telling nobody, but everybody, oh, mm. God, these biscuits so good. I'm like. Yeah, them, them Johnsons right there. Okay, but hey. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so our last three questions: How would you want people to remember you? As as somebody that was just real, not fake or false pretenses, somebody that was a genuinely kind person and tried to do the right thing consistently. Cause I feel like in the world that we live in, it's so much easier to be a shit person. It's hard to be a good person today. Ooh, we what are you telling? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. But, it, but it's always harder building than tearing down, ain't it? Yes. Yes. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what are you doing differently than your parents? Um, so, so my parents, they, I, I tell my kids this all the time, like they be getting mad at me. That's how I lecture them. My parents, even before they divorced, they didn't really like, like talk to me. My dad was, uh, what, what do they call? He, look, I don't know what the technical term is, but he whooped my ass, you know, like he, he, he was a, a spanker and my it mom was, was too, but not like, I think my mom liked to pass the buck on my dad cause she didn't like to do it. You know, but my daddy, he whooped the shit out of us. And I think that really stayed with me because I was like, how am I supposed to know what the problem is if nobody tells me? Mm. And there are some things like I've even told my kids before I've said it myself, do as I say, not as I do. But I feel like that that makes a difference in a child's thought process. If they know why it's a problem now mm. with it, that granted there are exceptions. You can't break down everything for a child, but I feel like some things you could just take a few extra minutes and explain it to the kid. Well, you know, you don't need to get on social media and tell everybody this, 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 and this, because then people are going to know this, 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 and this, and that makes you subject to this, 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 and this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So that's definitely something that I've, I've tried to do different with my kids is explain to them the why's so that they have all the necessary information to make an educated decision not just have to go on what I'm telling them because I'm not always going to be here. 
Mm-hmm. Like you need to know this stuff for yourself so that you can make your decisions. I really do try to talk to them, whereas my parents didn't. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And last question. What changes do you want to see in your culture? <sighs> I, I just, I wish that more people that look like me did not see themselves as superior to people that don't because we're not. And I don't care what your granddaddy's granddaddy, granddaddy have been telling y'all for 15 generations. It's not true. Mm. It's not true. And the sooner that we all realize we're on this spinning rock together, like, the better off we'll be because I feel like if there's an end of days coming, we all going to have to rely on each other to get through it. And I don't, I would hate to know that somebody felt like, you know, I mentioned my Hispanic neighbors. I would hate to, to know that they felt like they couldn't come over here and ask me for something because my skin is white. If I got it, I'm going to help you. And I want you to help me. I don't want them to not come to the door. If I go over there and knock on the door and be like, hey, man, I know y'all over here cooking because I can smell it. Can I get a plate? You know? Yeah. I just think that some of that stuff's got to go or we all going to be in a sad shape in the days to come. Well, that's deep and that's appreciated. Your perspective. And you know what? Pal, you have made it. You've done it. You have completed the makings of you with everything. Okay. <laughs> you went to the guy and you've done it. Hey, I've enjoyed myself. How are you feeling? This is this has definitely been a nice experience. I've never had this type of conversation with somebody I don't know before. So what's well, yeah. and I hope it was comfortable, you know, hopefully. Yeah. And yeah. but this is what we do, you know. You gotcha. know, I ask every person that used to come on the show. This is the first step before you come on previous, you know, future episodes. So when people are listening to you on the episode and they share your, you're sharing your perspective on the topic and they be like, who the hell is this talking? They all like, go, <laughs> listen to the, go listen to power. Her upbringing. They're like, OK, they can relate to you or they may like may not. But that's yeah. why it's necessary. You know, you see so many different podcasts out here giving their perspectives and opinions and. I'm like, I always like, who the hell is this person giving me advice? With no context. Yeah, I'm like, who is this person? Why do I need to listen to this person in the first place? Do I relate to anything with that upbringing like mine? So I absolutely value getting to know people like we're doing right here. Um, Once again, you can get to know me. I have a makings of Mr. D713. or You know, that's my previous moniker. But, you know, I share with people because... I have to expect people to be when people are transparent with me. I got to be transparent with them. You know, it's that's that respect. I was gonna yeah. check you out, but then I was like, no, let me not do that because I want it to be genuine. Hey, and true, you have been genuine. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I absolutely say that. And, I, and seriously, I I have so many discussions that I would I want to try to wear you out, but it's just like seriously the conversations and the. The wisdom that you have, even though, you, and you have life, you have lived experience. And that's why I say you, people, you can have book smarts, you can go to college for something, but if you experience something firsthand, who else yep. can tell you about that experience other than right. people that's going through it? So thank you, seriously. 
But at this time, we got to ask if the people are looking for you and you are trying to be found, where can the people find you? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, obviously, on TikTok. Uh, you can share my email if you want. Listen, I'm an Aquarius and I'm some timey with my communication. Sometimes it gets overwhelming. So, yeah, but Facebook is. I got a really long name on there. If so once again, just, if you trying to be found, that's what I'm saying. Tick, do the tick, do the okay. TikTok. I'm 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 gonna yeah. let you TikTok up here. I got you. Yeah, um, my Instagram's yeah. on there too. It's on my TikTok, so see, that works. See a one because trust me, I had to hit up a few times. Like I took a. See the thing is, y'all, for the people who don't know, like I took a break from TikTok for like a week because TikTok was like trying to ban all my videos every time I looked up. Me too. Who know, I'm like, dog, I don't want to be doing nothing, man. Like I, I got us both in trouble. I'm so no, sorry. No, no, no. I think I got you in trouble because <laughs> the I'm telling you, the day I stitched that video, I went on a week break. And if you look at my page, I said exactly like, hey, I'm taking a break. Because they keep muting or taking down my videos. Yeah. And I think me stitching your video, I think they were coming for me and got you. That's what I... Baby, <laughs> it's a Facebook reel now, and I got put in Facebook jail over it. Oh, my goodness. But yeah. when I say people are hitting my page up, talking about looking... That's why I made sure to pin you at the top. God, like, hey, if they're looking for you, here she go right here. You know, and... Like it, it's been people with two million um followers, you know, you know, stitch this, and I'm like, but I, even though people stitching, and even when you say, you know, what's it got? It just could be the T. Usually, I don't put content like that, but right. what you were saying was absolutely like it was real. What you were saying, yeah. you know, because I have, hey, y'all know what I'm talking about. I have cousins and family members that be doing stuff like that, and I be like, hey. Y'all, it's all it's, it's all fun until the rabbit got the gun. But I, all being said, I look forward to having you back on the show. Okay, uh, um, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, as I say, the question I ask, I hope the grandbaby's doing well. Because yeah. even because when you were saying, even doing that, t- I was like when you brought up the grandbaby, that's the first thing when my head went. Like, yeah, you, we got a baby involved. That's what I'm focused yes. on right now because that's part of me. Um, yes. But seriously, I really do appreciate your time. Um, if you have any questions, anything you want to follow up with, please feel free to reach out to me. But hey, y'all, um, this has been the makings of Pal with Everything Culture. I want to say thank you all so much for your support. We look forward to hear, having y'all back in the future. Look forward to our CPS stories as well as our CPS series. We have episodes coming up very soon that I do not want y'all to miss out on. But I want to say I appreciate you all and God bless. Peace. Good afternoon, good people. It's your host, Drake, the Mr. D713 with Everything Culture. Just letting you know, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Makings of You. We greatly appreciate your support. We look forward to more support in season four. Make sure you check out www.everythingculture.com for our new merchandise, as well as check out all of our social media sites from Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and IG. We're all over. We greatly appreciate your support, and we look forward to seeing y'all in the next episode.